Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we were just talking about the, oh. before the chat about the, the touring, touring and missing, missing chatting <laughs> with people on the road. So here we are. <laughs> yes, <laughs> chatting with each other. Feels uh, very, very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Viva technology that we can do that yes. because some yeah. years ago we couldn't have done it. No. <laughs> Everybody would be <laughs> separated in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, so really good to see you all. And um, I am going to make a shout out to the people who are watching. Hello, everybody who's watching. Um, Hello. If you are watching Hello. on YouTube. Hello. <laughs> if you are watching on YouTube, you can um, leave comments in the comment section and um, um, talk to us directly. If, um, if there's anything that uh, you want us to answer, any questions, then um, we're here. And... Um, we can so, see you. Yeah, we can see you. <laughs> we can see you. We can hear you. Oh, here we go. Our friend Marcus is here. Hey, Marcus. Hey, Marcus. <laughs> and Robin, Robin comes uh-huh. with here as well. Hey, Robin. Hey. And all the, the stream punks from, um, uh, who watch every week are here. So, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, yes. um, you're, in, you're in Palermo, right, Lucy? I am in Palermo at the moment, yes. Yes, I uh, kind of uh, left Berlin just before the, this mess happened. Uh, also because I wanted to spend some time closer to my family. And it ended up being a long time close to my family. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'm here since a few months already, since January, kind of, yeah. Yes. And yeah. where are you now? Like, hey, you're, Actually, his studio is just in front of mine, so oh, really? okay. <laughs> he can come, come by. Over. Mike, if you're in the studio, join us. <laughs> yeah, I love the stream punks. Uh, Joachim, I recognize it well, the studio where we worked so much together, so you are in Rotterdam for sure. And for sure, yeah. Dasha and Colleen, you're both in Berlin. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, cool. Yes. Is that your studio, Dasha? I've never yeah. been. Yeah. No, well, you haven't. No, but yeah, been. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And Colleen, is that your studio or more yeah, like my living home, my yeah. home studio? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, Did you bring a, a setup to uh, Palermo, or are you completely without? Oh any yeah, gear right I now? brought ah, okay. the fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, I, I really like as soon as this thing started happening, and I smell like, oh my god, shit is about to hit the fan. I was like uh, preparing a, literally a truck of stuff and I brought the, my whole studio here because I was like, this is going to go forever. So, oh, you brought uh, everything? Every single piece oh, wow. of oh, wow. equipment. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it was actually a good thing because I really needed to refresh a bit my brain with production. So I completely rebuilt the whole studio, my patch base organized in a completely new way. So the whole workflow was completely fresh. It was so good, like so, wow. so, so needed. Yeah. <laughs> That's so um, helpful. So, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like, yeah, to me, it's really, I mean, Joachim knows very well we've been working together for so long. But uh, for me, it's like it's so much about like uh, the your workflow, even much more than like your machines. You know what I mean? Like, it's like uh, for, for me, like, 
the same Aero 8 is a completely different instrument uh, depending on how I place it in the chain, let's say, yeah. you know. Mm. So, yeah, now I'm, I'm, I'm knowing a new 808, let's say, yeah. like, for the 18th time in my life. Yeah, yeah change of location is, also, is always, um, yeah. uh, lets you rediscover your tools and um, look at them different, in a different way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And consider yeah. also I'm, I'm not anymore in a in a depressive northern European grey city. So I, I, I actually started to produce a tropical house. So that's cool. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for me, it was actually very difficult because I just got recently, well, I mean, one month ago, but I was stuck in Peru during the uh, shutdown. Oh, so yeah. all the borders were shut. And then oh, we just God. ended up locked in a small village. I mean, not the worst place. But in the own ocean, but there was nothing except ocean army and few people. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was it was quite scary. But my son, let's say, luckily he he stuck with me because yeah. otherwise it would be scary. But so wow. you were together during the whole adventure, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, because, it, it took a it took a long time to get an evacuation wow. flights uh, via different embassies, uh, trying to get out. So you you literally like got, got stuck in South America. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't get back. Like no, I couldn't God. even move out of the village to Lima, where I could potentially get an evacuation flight because there was no transport and it was like 1,500 kilometers of desert in between. So it was My and no food. Like, really? Were oh. you? Where, how did you get stuck there? Like, were you on tour or were you on? Holiday? Yeah, I was. I was. No, I was in South American tour and I was that two weeks break in between the first part and the second. Oh so I went to God. that village and in Peru to just come down. And then, you know, the Peruvian president basically in four, in the space of four hours, he said, okay, all the borders shut, nobody mm. moves anywhere. That's it. Like everything oh, was wow. so brutal and we get kicked out from the place we were staying. Uh, so we had to find a new place mm. and nobody would accept. It was, it was a crazy trip. So the moment I got to Berlin so near my studio, I had like an euphoric moment mm. of, you know, yeah. So yeah, I'm happy to be back in my studio and just do things now. Yeah. Uh, you know, wow. I, I'm having some fun reading the chat. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, everyone, please help me finding a, a bloody alias for my tropical house project, please. Yeah, so. <laughs> I want Dasha and Colleen to like cross sing, please, like uh, like making okay. some chords and stuff. Like, <laughs> and you can the percussions. How about that? It's a deal, man. Yeah, we'll think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, finally, (laughs) finally famous. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll play the triangle. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Or a cowbell. (laughs) And smile when you're doing it. I go for (laughs) maracas. Dasha, may I ask you? <laughs> we're, we're, done. You? we're done already we did it <laughs> yeah I, I we got it we are famous already wow like so let's find the name okay that's the mission of tonight by the end of the of the few hours we speak we have a name uh dasha what, what is as i can see your studio in the back could you tell us something about how your studio is done um i'm super well, curious I, actually i've never I been to your studio so yeah, maybe you can see uh-huh. it. So on my right side, 
I don't know. I I don't want to move the computer because I'm afraid that some cables go off. And mm. then, yeah. so basically, on my right side, I have everything what's non-sequenced, all the synthesizers, whatever, and then a few sequences like Dark Time, Octatrack, uh, you know, to go like I have Nord Nordrack, um, Vermona Drum Machine, then P12, then I don't know uh, MK2 Performa. I don't know if you can see. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then few models. I mean, I'm not so model nerd yet. I'm still discovering stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, a few things like uh, Mother 32 recently I got. Well, the old cork, it's not so interesting. And then yeah. on the other side, I don't know if I should turn, but if I fade out, I don't know if you can see, it's all the drama setups yeah. and some uh, basically sequence stuff, mostly, yeah. you know, with internal sequencers and stuff and some effects there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, there we go! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the suspense! <laughs> yes. She must have. Uh, she must have. Ah, yeah, I, right. knew, I knew it, so that's why I didn't want to go. So I just describe you. So yes, some sequence stuff, some effects there, and in front of me is like mixer. So all the both sides go into the mixer. And some can can I ask you? Can I ask you which mixer do you use? Because I'm also a mixer obsessed uh, kind uh, of person. It's Alien and his Z, basically. Yeah, the Z. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 36 channels only, so it's like. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. not so high tech, but yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I hear. It. I mean, I, I like. The yeah, but I'm I'm I'm, pr I'm pretty happy with it. So yeah. Yeah. Are you using the same, Colleen? I use a Soundcraft 32. Cool. So. Yeah. Not uh, also not like wow. I, I had I had Can't for a while. A good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know it's it's not only about the mixers. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it does. yeah. It depends how what you use it for. Let's say. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you should visit Lucy if you say when you back. So. I, I normally use uh, like the like the the classic. Um, uh, Midas, you know, for mm -hmm. like when I need like some cleaner, just like summing things. And then I have some like dirty, nasty valve uh, shit for just like two, three channels, through two or four channels. Uh, like what? Need, uh, um, it's like so, like a couple is like one couple of, of strip channels are this uh, uh, TL Audio, this company oh, that yeah. uh, bankrupted a few years ago. Mm -hmm. um, which is like never used it. It's it has always been considered by let's say the 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 gear maniacs like super low end stuff. But I find it like extremely rusty, dusty, and colored. You know, and can be is it super the, interesting. Are they are are these the the white ones or the blue ones? Because is the, is the, I think it's called Fat Bustard or something. Oh, like okay, that. okay, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the other two, it's actually like a custom thing that uh, that I found in a in, in years many years ago in a in a shop in New York, actually, which is like a custom like a, a stereo tube channel strip. So, and that one is extremely really sensitive to which valve you use. So. Mm. Every time, like I change the valve inside, it's like uh, a different sound processor. You know what I mean? Like, so don't change them when they're hot, though. <laughs> no, don't change them when they're hot. <laughs> you can fry your fingers. Yeah, but also you, you can also ruin the tube. Um, yeah, that's true. The bulb, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I experienced that once, but so <laughs> learned with pain. <laughs> yes, and uh, well, actually, Johan, it's weird because. 
I'm thinking like every time we work together, we never ever actually use that uh, mixing board behind you. What is that? Um, yeah, we, we were discuss it last week. Um, yeah, is it a, a ghost? No, no, it's a yeah. it's a DDA desk. Oh. Um, wow. Uh. They the DDA don't no longer exists, but I think they. I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they uh, were bought by Clark Technic, uh -huh. or or the other way around. Uh -huh. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're. Um, um, it's basically uh, a very clean sounding desk. You know, it's a British EQ kind of thing. Uh, lots of routing possibilities. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, I I have used it, uh, Luca. But um, you know, during store sessions. But um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, for some reason, the, the quickest way when when we were working together, yeah, yeah, yeah. the quickest way was just to, to you know, no, but also stream with, with everything the, straight to disk. Yeah, with the with the Zeitgeber stuff, we have always been like super kind of machine purist, like very little post processing about stuff actually, and really all about the synth itself, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and, and how do you? There's so many ways to go yeah. around it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, sorry. Yeah. 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 How, how do you record? Because you, I remember you were telling me about the sessions and you like the direct cut and then how do you pick up you pick up digitally everything or you're still processing by the mixer no yeah, yeah sometimes through the mixer and basically just uh, uh as a, a preamp eq kind of thing but most of the time to be honest i build the chains um after each instrument you know before mm. it goes to the uh to the input of the, of the computer you mm. see there's this table behind me you know, in the middle of the studio, there's this uh, mm -hmm. this here. Mm -hmm. um, that's basically just a workstation where every time I start a new project, I I build a new setup. You know, because there's mm. so much gear, you can never fit it in one setup. You know, it's gonna yeah. be this Frankenstein massive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's just it just takes too much of your brain to to mm. know where everything is. You know, where where I I, I rather focus on. Making smaller setups and then completely understand what you're doing. You know, know mm -hmm. the, know the the combination inside out, and then um, yeah. For example, with uh, synths or drum machines, you just split out the individual outputs and, and build chains behind each. You know, just to <laughs> color the sound or to build effects chains and stuff like that. And um, um, in that way, you have um, a setup which is easy to control um, because you've just built it. You know, you know what's going on. You've just imagined. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, how it's the routing is and everything. For, yeah. yeah, and um, and everything is at your fingertips. So you don't have to move from one end to the other of the studio to you know if you want to touch this button to you know because you want this in the recording. You know this you know sweep or EQ or filter chains or chains change uh, or something. Mm -hmm. um, you know before I had um, bigger setups where everything was patch bait and you know cabled up you know permanently. Mm -hmm. And um, and it took the speed out of the process, to be honest. You know, I I'd, I'd rather just uh, um, keep it simple, in, in yeah. simple enough at least to control. You know, mm. at the yeah. uh, at the moment you are creating. So and, and it works great. It's very productive. It's it's really fast. You know. Mm. And then you have like a distinct sound to each kind of project that you're doing. Maybe an EP has like a more cohesive sound and individual sound if you're kind of building up your own little. Yeah, exactly. If you, yeah, if you, if you have a, a bunch of instruments uh, hooked up, um, you basically have a. What's this? No idea. 
that's not I think it's, here. I think it's from this. It's of course Palermo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's something from the street outside. Some yeah. live, yeah, right. Yeah. We, yeah. we have our version, let's say, of the like gangsta hip hop in America. <laughs> that's what we do, kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to come back to your question, yeah, I, I like, I like. Um, um, finding the edges of a simple setup um, it it's it makes you try harder to get out of the the, the limited uh, options um, rather than you know just very quickly um, you know run to something that's going to rescue you you know it makes you work harder on, on the machines that you're actually using and and it also makes you dive deeper into them and and try yeah. to you know you get more out of it and and um, um, Get more into the fringes of what's possible with uh, with the setup, and and yeah. at the same time, like you said, uh, Colleen, it it sort of makes everything uh, coherent. So if you spend a week on on this setup, it's going to have um, recognizable a, a recognizable palette of sound yeah. um, that it's all drawing from. Uh, at the same time, you can you know go to the extreme. So it might be you you, you get a lot of variation out of it, basically. Yeah. Um, but quicker, you know, because yeah, you have exactly. to do it with this smaller setup. With two hands. <laughs> two hands, yeah, that's right. You only have two hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for me, it was really uh, moving to Berlin because I had to basically sell almost everything when I moved here. So I had to, like, my setup pared down so much. And everything in my setup is around, my studio is all around my live performances because I don't DJ, I'm only performing live. So what it forced me to do in the same way that all the limitations of having a small amount of gear is actually more rewarding and, and more kind of fun actually. And you come up with better, you know, just better ideas, the less you have. Again, like you can't just like go to the, say like the safe stuff you have to like be like okay well what if i do that and especially with you know euro rack that's where it really comes in handy that if you really limit yourself to the amount of things that you're using at one time mm. yeah i agree some limitations are nice you can focus yeah they're the essential it keeps coming back in these chats you know it keeps coming back every time yeah. um the restriction is as much uh, a very important thing mm. in in tr being productive mm. as yeah. the gear itself yeah yeah uh, so. yeah it's not an amount of gear that counts anyway so it's just you can do like i always say you can do so great why are we just all sitting in these that's a problematic to <laughs> finish the chat over. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, I, I at the moment I'm only like when I'm in the studio. It's not even I produce. I just play with things. I, I just got the um, I don't know if you know this morphogen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I really, really like. But just I just you know sample <laughs> little things, slice them, and just just sit there exploring this yeah. one bit. Well, yeah. with few processing, but it's not really yeah. Like I can spend like hours and hours just yeah. on one little thing. <laughs> Yeah, and enjoy that. So it's I got a like sample. Drum. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this great. this is connecting what we're um, oh. what we were talking about. Ah. Uh, question from Ken Sheldon. Hello, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. <laughs> what drives the choice of what you pick uh, to put on the table for your next setup? And that uh, he says it's the dressed 
addressed to everyone else. So yeah, that's a good question to be honest, because how do you choose what machine to turn on as a first thing or what, what to connect or where to, to go to when you start making a, a start a new project, you know, what's the, huh. is there a, a, a favorite you always return to or do you, um, very, uh, very, very tricky difficult question. question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I well, I can answer it. You know, it's, um, usually I come up with, um, a system, you know, what if I run this through this and con control it with that and, you know, have it, uh, split it up and do something else, you know, just an idea about, um, a signal flow thing. And, um, and then, uh, that is the, basically the, the first thing I try to do with it, but, um, I've got a very short attention span. So once it's running, I'll, I'll <laughs> be just, I'll just be tweaking the hell out of it and, and hmm. just see what, what I stumble upon. You know, I would say that I, a lot of the things I do are uh, system first and then stumble upon idea, uh, things that I can use as an idea. So I never start out saying, <laughs> okay, this is going to be the uh, the kind of track or the kind of piece of music I want to make. Mm. Um, it, my my starting point is usually the, the method or the system. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and then uh, some stuff will come out of it, of course, and and that's where I go with, you know, until I find a moment when you know this this uh, uh, the aha moment or the the, mm -hmm. the moment you really get into what you are doing or what you are hearing. That's where I go with, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. um, you know crazy shit or very straightforward track or whatever, you know. That's the yeah. You got to set the, you know, you got to set it on fire somehow, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I can, I can relate to that process, but I also have that process where I actually come up with the idea first, like, you know, what uh, I would, which sound particularly I would like to work or achieve, or which direction I would like to go, or sometimes even if it's like uh, trying something with a spoken word, so it comes from word, and then I would just, you know, like make this theoretical idea and then search for the instrument which would fit to express whatever I want to express like in terms of texture of the sound or yeah it's like but I can relate to both like sometimes just twiggling singing and just something comes in the process and sometimes it's the opposite you choose the gear for specific reason whatever mm, you yeah. you have something in head uh, yeah. yeah I so normally go by like a kind of face meaning like i get um I, I normally get like really obsessive of one tool one instrument or a few really two three machines and that's when i squeeze my brain for literally like six months or something like this until like i until i get like really to the point that it really i squeezed out so much of my creativity through those tools that I feel there's really nothing else to squeeze. And then that's when I block, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, mm. oh, my God, I, I can't do anything anymore. And so I, I change, swap the setup in that moment. And I'm like, OK, mm. new. Like, and I yeah. completely forgot, I don't know, that mm. particular the synth, one, the drum yeah. machine and stuff for like another year and a half. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm. And then uh, I, I cycle it. That, that's a good way for me to. What's your current? What's your current? Um... Uh, Current selection. setup, it's actually the um, what is it called? The um, ah, the, this one from uh, Waldorf. The um, come on, it's wave, a classic. wave table synth, yeah, it's a wave table synth. Um, it's called XT, yes. Oh, the orange one, yeah, 
yeah, no, yeah, not yeah. the orange which one. one. Wait, wait, uh, hang on. Let me. Let the me white Google one it. or which one? The yellow one. The Valdor <laughs> two. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is something like I don't know. A machine. I, this is actually the first time I'm diving really deep into it. It's a fucking crazy thing. <laughs> like really, like I, <laughs> no. I'm loving it. Um, I'm I'm playing with that with. Uh, uh, with a few like a kind of a custom Eurorack uh, drum system, you know, that where I'm using not actually drum modules, but just like very simple, like one sine wave or one square wave filtered kind of Thompson percussion, you know, one per each channel, let's say. And I tuned it and tweaked it so that it's kind of a complete drum machine, but it sounds super interesting to me. Um, and and some effects. That's it for now. Like really, I'm I'm going like with a lot of dubbing on the mixer, like live dubbing. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's actually this this Waldorf Q is to be honest really incredible. Like once you get into its language, it's like wow, you know. I tried once again in my life to dive really deep into the octa track it's really there is something i think there are some people that play the octa track and some people that don't play the octa track yeah i'm like the pe- the person that i, I used play to the there's a lot of the, just the midi sequencer but like for the audio i couldn't say but yeah. like from the electron guys i actually uh got not long time ago the digitac and i'm happy with it i yeah. like it yeah, i like yeah, it yeah. <laughs> i like it yeah yeah, yeah. But, uh, the octa track is not um an instrument with a single yeah, purpose it can be exactly. used in so many ways in it's so it many be, ways man. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah recently yeah. i'm actually the, an interesting use i'm finding is really as a midi sequencer like really with the if you start to play with the arpeggiator of the autotrack in the right way it's like extremely bloody powerful like yeah the, co- the cool yeah. thing about it is that all the intervals are are musical intervals you know They're, yeah so exactly. you can you, if you set it in the right um <laughs> yeah. the right, on the right numbers you know there yeah. are divisions mm. there are divisions or multiples from from the the main tempo it's from the, the yeah. yeah 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 definitely and also like chromatically speaking so by notes uh, it, it can work the same as a as a mega quantizer kind of mm. thing you know mm. like uh i yeah, don't know so many ways uh, to use uh, it I, uh, true I don't know anybody who uses everything on the Octatrack. Everybody has a, a single yeah. specific purpose for it. Some people J- use just it that a... one guy, d- data line, the guy that yeah, makes yeah, the yeah, tutorials. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking genius. Yeah. When you see him playing with see. it, you're like, what? Like, he is the best. It's, uh, <laughs> it, he's amazing. Yeah, I actually Inter- met him in, in Berlin. You know, they they actually opened a, a new office in Berlin, like a new yeah. kind of showroom. Yeah, in the Friedrichstrasse. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I did. They had a like performance. They did yeah. in the beginning. Like I did some. They had like a performance, so I was able to perform at that studio. I actually did too. Like I, I did Amazing. one of the one of the opening uh, events. Yeah. I did like it's this so thing fun. where I was like kind of passing, like I was playing with the gong, passing it live through the. Oh, really, it was really kind of. Uh, uh, oh, like really amazing. weird but uh, yeah I, i'm not sure what people got from that because everyone was like uh, but, but, but it was well, that's <laughs> perfect that's the audio reaction really yes. <laughs> uh, i wanted to just say because we talked about the sequencing of wherever the octrack but the sequence i don't know I, i'm sure you you know it guys but like the eloquencer that was my oh, yeah. highlight of of the year because i got it this year and i really like you know the 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 probability function how you do like you can create such a complex uh, little things with it it's like i enjoy it really much uh, yeah 
but not it's everything. Eight, but that's that's the eight track, the eight track uh, yeah, yeah. sequence. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really that, nice. Uh, it's yeah. really nice, and basically, you know, you can set to like microtones, and then also if you do rhythms, like the probability notes, where you know one mm -hmm. note hit whatever, it's it's just so good. Uh, yeah, like you really can create nice polyrhythms, and it's like yeah, mm. it's a lot of. Uh, like precious kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really enjoy that one. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I've been also. listening a lot with sample. Like, I've been really, I watched this documentary about hip hop, and <clears throat> I was so inspired by the sampling technique. So, I've been doing, I've been really working on that for the past like six months. I'm like you, Luca. I go through, I just a beat, like, I uh, get everything out of one machine, mm. and then I have to move on. And then you move on to yeah. Okay. I'm definitely at a point where I need a new sequencer because I'm really <laughs> I'm hitting a wall with what I have. You know, yeah. you get to this point where you're like, you need some different yeah. way of making your brain work so it snaps yeah. you into something mm. else. Ah, you I made me. I couldn't you, enjoy the dark time as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, about, like right, dash, also, I was really, about to talk yeah. about the dark time. Like yeah. you, you stole my my work crazy. Like I was just saying, like, <laughs> one thing that I that I didn't say before when you asked me what's your actual setup when Johan mm. asked me, it was like the dark time. I have like mm. two that I kind of put together. You can screw them together, and it makes like this kind of mega four line sequence that you can oh, wow. interface to each other in a. Mm. I don't know. It's like. But how do you simple, put them together? You Why, you like you you know you take out the the side wood. You know, okay. open yeah. the back, yeah. and then you can screw them together. And I made like this. Uh, but does it work for uh, more steps? No, then? no, no, no. You don't. You don't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't yeah. link them. Like yeah, hard okay, link yeah. them. Okay, but yeah, you can that. consider mm. that with the controls you have of yeah. start, stop, reset, gates mm. in, and stuff like this, yeah. you can actually yeah. make it work like that. So that like uh, you have yeah, the first so. line, second line, third line, fourth line, if that's what you want. Like yeah. I normally use it like that. I have like the first two going at two kind of scales of speed and the other two mm. at two other like much lower ones so that like this, mm. the latter two start to sequence the first two. And you have like this endless kind of, uh, uh, you know, Dodzi, mm. Donato-like uh, mm. uh, yeah. evolutions, you know, melodic evolutions. It's really interesting, right? Nice. Yeah. The cool thing about the dark time is also that it has the right balance between uh really understand what's going on at the moment but also very an accident easy to, yeah flip, <laughs> flip some switches or you know do some yeah. do some random very small yeah. things and, and you come up with something completely new you know or yeah it, it has this this factor of um playfulness or unexpectedness to it it's it's a really yeah. fun um i don't actually own one but the uh, cloud skies brought it to my studio when we were working together and it's um it's so fast you know it's really yeah. really quick I I, what i do with it sometimes i actually parallel it by um by a little midi splitter send the same notes but then you know each instrument is just like overlaying each other with the same sequence but basically it creates some sort of phase you can even you, you choose use the same box like i don't know little little mum you know this uh, clone of cb303 that one yeah yeah yeah, so you can take two of them and send basically the same, the same signal, the same pattern, but actually tweak them, and so they, you know, create kind of weird, uh, harmonically weird yeah. things. Yeah, so it's really nice. Yeah. yeah. 
That's cool. Like basically yeah. repeating it, but then you shift, uh, you know, whatever the tonality of the other one, you know, mm. I don't know 12 semitones or something. And it just goes a little mm. crazy. Oh, that's yeah. a great idea. Dasha, nice. yeah. there is one for you there. Yeah, Frank Semi. Hey, Frank. Hi, Frank. Dasha, like... is that Nervola performing? Yes. It is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was. I was um, looking. I was actually thinking the same. Is that a performer? But it, yeah. Uh, I thought yeah. there were. I thought there were more units. Nineteen inch units. I, is is it only four? Four yeah. rack units. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's small. Um, yeah, I actually had. I don't have one, but I used one. I, I actually Mike Studio when we did that uh, that EP together, and mm -hmm. it's a super powerful machine. This thing that you can use it as a kind of the four voice synth which mm. the four yeah. voice architecture is something you that always fascinated me it's like super yeah. cool or like when uh, when you start going if you tune them almost at the same time yeah. and then you go with yeah. the random that each voice start to go create like it's really really interesting like mm. very cool stuff uh, by the way guys just one thing okay i know it's a little bit uh, some people would take it a little politically but uh, uh -oh. my eyes uh, <laughs> fell on some comments about women talking about electronic music equipment. What is the word coming to? Those are not welcome comments, okay? Just uh, <laughs> oh, get off the chat, clean I it up, that. okay? I, I think that the Thanks. person was being sarcastic. Yes. Okay. Maybe it's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of thought maybe it was like, like ah, let, yeah. Let's make clear that the, I guess <laughs> I can talk for the four of us here. That's not the, the place. Okay. It's actually, so. it's actually uh, Fred Gianelli. And mm -hmm. We should say hi because Fred is a nice guy. I, I'm sure. Yeah, I think a, he was. I'm sure I thought that was a joke. Okay, yeah. um, you know re re you remember. Uh, here we go, Fred. Hey, Fred. No, uh, no sexist comments here, please. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. I'm sure I'm he was the mean. But uh, I'm sure you did a minute in that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred, Fred used to do things under um, the name of Cookie Scientist. Remember that from the early Plus Eight days? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, Fred was being yes. sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got that out of the way. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but, but yeah, the, the I really love the that the four voice architecture because, like, I remember like one of the first things since I fell in love with was like actually maybe the first guy that really the, the first friend that really like taught me how to use synthesizers. I was like eighteen or something and. I got to be in this like kind of uh, realm of stuff. He had like this weird collection. It was like in a tiny village in Tuscany and he had this massive collection of stuff. Um, and he had the Oberheim for voice. It's still mm. a center of a power that I rarely experienced in my yeah, life. Yeah, there's, there like there's nothing like a four voice. Nothing there like is four. nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's like investing. Like, I don't know. It's like an impact that it's just like, uh, it's a really emotional to me almost when mm. I think about it. And it's like, uh, I looked for that synth for years. It's super hard to find or to buy. Oh, I dude, haven't they're heard really that, expensive now. They're really that, expensive. I guess so. But I never even heard any clone that remotely sounds similar to that. You know what I mean? It's mm. like uh, even people that put like the classic Oberheim single SEM units, like nothing, even like the pieces, the same pieces, 
put one on the side of the other that cannot sound like that machine you know what i mean and mm. uh, so the perfumer was the only thing that kind of reminded me of the same way of working in mm. four voices like let's say half in unison and half in uh, in more like randomizing ways which is super super cool like so yeah you like it? You use it a lot, Asha? Not a lot. I only use it in the studio. When when I got it, I thought I'm going to implement it into my life set. But mm. no, I it's, yeah. still yeah. like, uh, you know, you got certain value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still yeah. playing around and record some things, but then I would yeah. sample it and just import it somewhere or something. Yeah. yeah. So, so Dasha and Colleen, you, you play live quite a lot. Do you bring... Do you have a, a, a second touring setup, or you actually unscrew your studio and and uh, and take stuff on the road? Or um, I usually try to get it on a technical right. I mean, not not every not everything, uh, you know. Every, but like Octa tra truck, I actually ask my technical right. I just come with my card or like mm -hmm. stuff ah, okay. like that. Of course, something that you can. You know, but then everything what it's not replaceable or you know, yeah, uh, memory wise, so you can, yeah, and it's always changing. So, what's I don't have a what's your experience with getting an Octatrack on your rider because they, they are pretty fragile, uh, fragile machines, you know. Um, I must say, most of the time, it's totally fine, like 95%. Yeah. I didn't have a problem, only once there was something wrong, the, the card reading, and there was some something didn't work, uh, but. It was not that significant, you know, like, right. so, yeah, I didn't have really a, a difficult problem with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you, Colleen, you travel with a, a case of uh, Eurorack stuff. And, I do. And some yeah, I, I take This you cannot ask for the writer. No, exactly. You're like, okay, these <laughs> modules. I try to, like, um, I like to bring everything myself because I don't trust anyone. <laughs> I don't know anything. So, but I have all double power supplies and cables. So then I don't, that makes it the biggest difference in the world. Yeah. If you can just unplug and just put the gear oh, away yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like that's all the difference in the world. The, the double power supplies is something that is yeah. essential. So you don't have to break apart everything. So, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, I don't want to put it back together and then you don't do anything. So it's like stops you from, that's super cool. <laughs> you, you know, you could idea. use. Yeah, 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 it's a totally good idea. You but could you, also. You, Colleen, you mostly use the uh, modular stuff, so you, right? Yeah, just yeah, one yeah. Uh, rack, and then uh, now I've gotten it down. I started actually. I, I did a performance on horror on radio, and it was the first time I used a DJ mixer. Mm -hmm. And so now I finally I have a little sub mixer. Like I actually like Yamaha mixers. I think they sound really good for live. So I have this little tiny Yamaha, then just the Yomox like kick drum module, that standalone one. Mm -hmm. uh, my my case, and then I also have the Electron Machine drum, mm -hmm. but I use just as a sampler. Like I basically use it like an Octatrack, like a very inconvenient very uh <laughs> difficult <laughs> <to> <laughs> <Very> <laughs> in, yes clumsy yes the machine drum the awkward uh yeah. octatrack <laughs> the awkward octatrack <laughs> the inconvenient octatrack <laughs> it's very accurate oh yeah but, yeah so it's just basically i try to i wanted to have like my biggest goal of live is my live setup is to have like nothing 
that's because it's so much less stressful. So oh, now yeah. I'm getting even further down to nothing. So this is my goal. It's just yeah. one key. But, how, how convenient, you know, with the, the USB stick DJs. I mean, I, I sometimes do the CDJ gigs, you know, and I always feel like I'm cheating, you know, because I'm walking in there with just a pair of headphones and a USB stick. Yeah, it's like, right. oh. <laughs> yeah, but it's still the performance, you know, it's still how you yeah. play. I don't think yeah. it's cheating. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just so so used to, you know, logging stuff around and, um, and doing mm. sound checks and stuff like that, you mm. know. Yeah, it feels a bit weird for me, for me at least, you know. It yeah. is convenient though. Yeah, yeah if depending true. on the tour schedule. But sound checks, schedule. sound checks are so stressful. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I always get really stressed during sound yeah. checks for some reason. But no it's... sound check is more stressful. Yeah. <laughs> no sound yeah. check. Yeah. I had few experience with no sound check. I really don't want to do it anymore. Like you, you just. No. No, but da Dasha, when Colleen was saying, like, you know, she, she brings everything because she doesn't trust uh, the promoters and stuff. <laughs> but uh, what, is, what, is, <laughs> what is your experience when you ask stuff for the rider? Do you normally actually find them on stage? Or Yeah, well, I say most of the time it's fine, it works. But I mean, yeah. I don't ask something very complicated or, you know... Yeah. Uh, mm. You know, it's like or track mix or whatever. Sometimes I ask for the effects, like, or if I have to tra travel in US or somewhere, like, it's just I can't bring everything. And mm. I mean, it's like for you know, it also depends on the live set. You know, if it's experimental show or if it's techno show, if it's like it's every time different. But let's say in the globally and everything, sixty percent uh, or seventy percent, no problem. But yeah. I had problem in Paris where they couldn't find Octotrack in Paris, and we were like, seriously? Like, so <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then you know, a person who helped uh, me, she just posted on Facebook, "Hey guys, you, anyone has Octotrack in two minutes? No problem." Yeah, yeah. You know. So you know, I guess some promoters just don't make efforts, but some, yeah, yeah. or maybe they, I don't know, don't know, I don't know, whatever. But mostly there's rental companies. If it's a big event, they able to rent yeah. so of course if it's a small club then you know i bring more well, it depends you know but yeah for the past time i'm mostly dj so i do lives at time to time so it's it's yeah. i guess yeah you know the, yeah. the the fact that it's not so often anymore so it's more prepared and yeah, yeah. yeah. like not really problematic yeah colleen can i ask you something that, like because now we were talking about big shows that show was saying yeah. big shows and it came to my mind like some comment I read there. I'm also super curious about your story with the Lady Gaga, actually. Oh yeah. Gossip about that. Oh yeah. Like, like how was it when you when you you did like uh, you were kind of making opening live acts for uh, concerts for a while, no? Yeah. Yeah. How, did you did you kind of change your kind of way you were working on the live for that, or how would that work? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I <laughs> there's two like, because her and I have been friends for yeah. we were friends for, like 15 years or something wow. now. So you know, we started out, uh, you know, when we were in New York, and she wasn't even, you know, just working on her music to begin with for mm -hmm. any record deal or anything. Mm -hmm. And so I was a go-go dancer and a heavy metal DJ. Oh wow. <laughs> 
Good combination as well. Yeah, go go dancer and heavy metal DJ. Nice one. Exactly. I'm just typing that down because that's the name of a track for the future. The name of my album. So from that unlikely place, I and then you think, okay, well, what could possibly you know metal DJ and go-go dancer going hand in hand with a pop, you know, musician. But like, so her and I were good friends through a mutual friend. And she was like, you know, do you want to maybe, you know, I'm going to be performing here. And do you want to maybe come on stage and DJ metal like during my show? Well, and I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> I never say no to like a performance, uh, opportunity um, but like, somebody's just like hey do you want to do it was like okay so i like to tr just just go for it you know what i mean if you have an opportunity you've never done it before so i'm a firm believer in saying yes to any opportunity especially if it's something you'd never do so yeah. then that kind of really worked actually oddly enough <laughs> and uh so then you know she went on to get her record deal and you know uh and then as soon as, you know, we remained friends. And then as soon as uh, she was able to have a bit more control with her uh, career, she was like, hey, do you want to come open my uh, tour with some DJing metal? I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> okay, I'll do that too. So I started out on three different tours with her. The first one was uh, DJing metal. The second one, I was doing performance art to... Uh, like progressive rock music. What, what what year are we talking about? This is like 2010, mm -hmm. 2011, and then, or 2012, and then 2014 was the year that I was mm -hmm. uh, playing techno. Yeah. Uh, and Met Surgeon. Yeah. Uh, so then performance art, super alien. I mean, everybody was like, what the fuck is actually this? It was very unpopular, but it was okay. I knew people were going to hate it, but there was like, you know, those three people in the audience that were like, wow, what is this? You know, that's what it was, it was worth it. Cause it's all like young people uh, at the shows. And I think it's really exciting to be able to bring techno to an audience who's doesn't know it, you know, and they're young and it was really, uh, really cool to be able to bring that to people who might not find it any other way. So at all yeah. my shows, I would always talk about the artists that I really like in techno, you know, a bit of like, you know, uh, to give the audience something to search, like when they got home. So they weren't just like, well, that was boring. You know, <laughs> they were like, okay, if anybody liked it, they could find out more about techno. So that yeah. was really fun and I really, I was really great. I was very. I feel very fortunate to be in that position uh, to be able I, to. I think you, 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 and uh, and Shin. You know, do you remember Shin? He was releasing on Stroboscopic yeah. like in yeah, earlier. Yeah. Are yeah. the only two techno artists that I know that uh, at some point in their career really went full on into heavy metal stuff because really? actually no, after, a lot of people. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't. Like, I, I was just very. I remember when at some point, you know, 
we just like kind of uh, you you know our tasty music got like a little bit mm, like this so yeah. he was not releasing any more on uh, stroboscopic since yeah. a while and at some point they saw like his shin metal album dropping no. i was like techno to metal you know? Yeah, yeah, but with the same artist name, right, <laughs> it wasn't right. a side right? project. He, he, he literally released a metal album, like uh, well, from from all yeah, the from all the all the guitar music styles. Heavy metal yeah. is probably the closest. Yeah, to, exactly. To because it's very yeah. sound designy in a way as well, and very True. you know Absolutely. very um, percussive. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. like mm-hmm. beat driven and you know very yeah. chunky and um, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. What about yeah. all of you? What other like music? Uh, you know, did you listen to growing up? Like, what really kind of yeah. set you on the path to tech non-techno music that was hugely influential? Mm. That I'm curious about from all for all of you. The, uh, the Jamaican oh. dub for me, full nice. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the Lee Lee Perry was for me like the life changer. Like oh, Lee Scratch nice. Perry. Like yeah. I, I don't I don't think the like maybe like as big as I don't know Portishead or Aphex Twin as an influence, but. Lee Perry was really something beyond for me. Like it was, yeah. a, you know, when you listen to something, you're like, a, I got it. I know what it is to make music, and this is yeah. like, you know, the way. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. And and you really start to figure yourself out, uh, having similar creative processes. That was yeah. for me, like early albums of Lee Perry and pretty much all of the black arc studio output like all the releases from the black arc studio uh before it burned down to the ground uh like because it did (laughs) they say he left the joint on and left the studio and that's how it happened but uh, yeah that that was for me maybe the biggest 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 one yeah i can hear that i can hear that Uh, actually mm, in your music mm, i knew that Thank you. I take it as well. Ah, <laughs> for me, what did I say? I mean, I I, I listen to all genre of music, but I mean classical music. At some point, there was a you know classic music that I enjoy. But then I went also you know interested when I discovered music concrete, uh, yeah, yeah. so more experimental. Let's say kind but of. you did. Uh, you you made a lot of like I think like live and projects that were really contaminated by classical music, right? Am I no, wrong? No, not really. I mean, I made some. Co- Contaminated. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really classical uh, because you know um, uh, I had I had some collaborations where I involve uh, let's say classical musicians, but you know by instrument like cello or something. But it was yeah. not fully classical. You can't call it classical. It was a yeah. kind of a merge yeah. of things. Like last year, we did a performance where um, it's called Shake Your Classics. It's uh, organization in France in Lyon that organize. Um, uh, like um, mixed genre, genre, I don't know, mixed genre uh, um, events where they uh, invite new classics, like new classic musician and electronic musician. So that yeah. I did the project with Schloss uh, Merabel. She's a cello player, like classical train player, uh, cello player, and we kind of did already a few concerts with her, where it's just kind of emerged. But we're based on basically my compositions, but then I would uh, set the partition and we transport it to cello or something like this. Kind of, yeah, it's a, it's a mixture of things. So it's not fully classical because I'm yeah. not classically trained uh, musician, yeah, yeah. so I can't really go that Is far. Is actually any of you academically trained in music? No, I'm not, not really. No, not I'm really. Not. <laughs> no, no. no. Only the beginning. <laughs> <But> no. <laughs> Terrible, yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, it's funny. Sometimes I actually uh, miss that part because uh, there is something that I'd like to do, like, you know, write a score uh, on something that I, but then I'm not able to do it properly. So I'm like, oh, I wish I had more education. But then on the other hand, you know, it was very interesting to talk, for example, with Florina, cello player. She's a classically trained musician and she started doing also electronic music. And uh, she was telling me about her path, how she had to distract herself from um, such a rigid, well, the way she said, such a rigid approach, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, always following, you know, the classical kind of approach to music. And it took yeah. her a while before she could liberate herself and just do more intuitively and especially. So, I mean, there are so many ways and yeah, I guess, but yeah, in terms of music that I listen, I like classical music a lot, but then, you know, I like this kind of, uh, my favorite composer is Ligeti, and mm-hmm. I find his music actually unpleasant. You know, it's yeah. not the music, not all of it. Some of it is, you know, very classic and pleasant, but uh, some of it is just so complete. And the first time I heard, um, I thought it was him <laughs> composed yeah. electronically, but it was actually an orchestra recorded. So oh, the wow. sound, it was yeah. incredible. So, yeah. And that kind of music also triggers me or when I discover music concrete and uh, a French composer, Pierre Schaffer, mm. um, I mean, mostly he was in crowd rock, but then um, the, my revelation was I was about, I think, 18 and I heard his composition uh, that called um, uh, in, in English, I think it's translated a symphony for the doors and whistles or something like this. It's basically a samples of uh, like screeching doors. You know, like, but composed into a complex uh, piece of music. (laughs) And it was a revelation for me. It was like music can be that way. Seriously, like it was something. So I kind of get into that kind of stuff. And yeah, but also I love 80s pop and, you know, so so all genres. (laughs) Well, I I don't know much about metal, (laughs) but I have a funny story about metal because my neighbors or my ex-neighbors in the studio they were having metal band and mm-hmm. once we had a funny chat and i was like well i don't know much about uh, different genres like what's the black metal what's heavy metal what's the difference and yeah. they uh, actually try to explain me in my terms they're like look this like heavy metal is like techno or death metal is like house or whatever i yeah. don't remember exactly. <laughs> and yeah. it was very funny it was very funny so but yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, it's great. We're, we're speaking about this. What thing. about you, Joachim? What kind uh, of music? I listen to everything, yeah. I, literally everything. Um, but I'm most attracted to stuff that um, that blows my mind. You know, stuff that mm. I don't understand. Stuff that mm. is uh, something that um, is so far removed from how I approach music. You know, how myself. Um, yeah. Um, so it could be anything. I mean, I grew up in the 80s, so the I, I was there when the earliest sort of um, early electro and after that, you know, breakdance music and hip hop started, you know, and yeah. um, one of my all time heroes still is Schooly D from uh, from New York. You right. know, you know, Schooly D. No, I, I wish I knew there's, him, but no. A, look, look it up. There's there's a track called PSK. Just look it up on YouTube. It's a, it's a 909 with shitloads of reverb and and some you know him, him very stoned rapping over it and very sloppy scratching and everything. Wait, I love it. He could be from I don't know to be honest if he's from Philly or New York, but it's this is uh, the one with the delay on the like. 
It has like a weird delay and reverb. Just no, it's on. it's no. There's no delay, but it's just oh, okay. it's just uh, drowned in reverb basically. It's okay. Nine and nine. And well, what is the title, Joachim? PSK. The PSK. Letters. Yeah. Anyway. I think it's the same I'm thinking of. Right. Where somebody <laughs> somebody said like if if he took he tried to go in the studio again and take the reverb off of it. And then somebody was like, if you do that, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So apparently Scooby's yeah. from Philly. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So thank you. That <laughs> uh, is but anyway, anyway, I'm not, I not I, the, all the whole sort of early um, uh, East Coast hip hop thing was, yeah. was a big influence on, on, uh, on me. I kind yeah. of uh, lost lost it when when West Coast started started um, you know doing gangster rap. I, yeah, I was I, into I, that for yeah. a little bit, but I was just really into the you know drum machine, you know eight oh eights, and um, um, you know just really rough and very very minimal stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's just one thing I grew up with. You know, it's like I, I guess everybody who's in their late teens or early twenties kind of have this moment when when you discover your own music you know which is yeah. not on the charts on or or you know played on the radio or at your yeah. your your folks house or whatever and yeah. um that was it for me that was electro and 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 hip hop and then when um when house and and acid and stuff started happening in in the late 80s that was the next thing that absolutely blew my mind because it was so yeah. unlike anything else i've had i'd ever heard it was just mm what the hell is this you know yeah <laughs> and so so and every time i discover something new like like dasha i l listen to a lot of uh music concrete or electroacoustic type okay. stuff you know but um it's uh, yeah the main the main thing or classical music but the main thing is uh does it blow my mind or not you know something that is um mm. that puts everything in such a different perspective that that you start thinking about it you know it's uh, um it needs to be challenging yeah, I don't yeah. like music that is not challenging. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally uh, relate to that. Yeah, well, I think I think it's hard to always listen challenging music. To be honest, sometimes you know, I think an approach of um, probably non musician, but a person who just listens to music is it just an emotional impact? It touches you or not? So you're not necessarily analyzed. So it doesn't have to be challenging in terms of you know, like. But yeah, I, I guess I'm not saying that I'm always yeah. always listening yeah, to yeah. things. You know, with just uh, trying to be crazy. <laughs> I, I listen to everything. You know, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the stuff that, yeah. that the moments when when my mind gets blown are the ones that I remember, mm. and you know what I mean. It's mm. like, a, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's that's what music does can do to you, which is yeah. which is yeah. great. Yeah. Is there like a, an album that uh, I mean? I'm asking all of you, like uh, like one album that you or one track that you like. I wish. I was the producer of this. Oh, so many. <laughs> but there yeah. must be one that really there are actually a lot of a lot of things that that come out, and I think, oh shit, I had that idea, but I never pursued it, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah. and ah oh, shit, somebody else did it, and despite the fact that I had the, the same idea. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah, that happens. Mm. I don't know. I I don't regret it though. Uh, <laughs> Could you name <laughs> one particular track? Yeah, but well, Bach, Cello, Sorry. Well, I mean, okay, in a someone more close, just uh, I, uh, at some point, I was really, um, yeah, I think Bjork, uh, also very amazing artist, yeah. very interesting, yeah. and the way she and like tracks like Pagan Poetry. 
I wish I made that track. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, I mean, it's something more, you know, nowadays. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, yeah. yeah. Uh, Colleen, anything? Well, for a techno track. Uh, what was again? For, for techno track, it's like, oh, it's, it's underground resistance, the final frontier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the best techno electro <laughs> track ever. And I wish it was mine, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> I want to keep trying to write it uh, again. But it I'm trying work. to think about techno track now. <laughs> uh, yeah. In I terms guess. of my favorite band is definitely Van der Graaff Generator. They're mm. like everything. I listen to them all the time. Yeah. So mm. play a plague of lighthouse keepers. It's like 23 yeah. minutes. I think it's very tech. I think prog rock is very similar to techno. For me, that's a huge mm. uh, influence, except yeah. for the time signature. I'm trying to get, trying <laughs> oh, yeah. to figure out how to do a time signature change in techno, but it's not worked yet. But mm. I'll let you know. Yes, working but... on it. <laughs> It'll be very unpopular. <laughs> well, in terms of electronic music, I also admire a lot Biosphere. So I just uh, yeah, really like yeah. his music so yes. much, and, <laughs> and I guess it's my favorite electronic musician, probably. Nice. But um, in terms of techno. I was really, I mean, I guess it's just marked because of the time and because I was discovered kind of, you know, new, still fresh to take the, or whatever. It's just my, like, uh, it's from Robert Lina's Source Experience. Nice. Uh, that <laughs> album. I think it's double or triple. I can't, what's the album name? I think it's the same name. Source. Or I really love that. Nice. <laughs> like, I mean, I can't say like I wish I would, but yeah, some favorite yeah. ones, for example. You can just listen to it over and over again. Of like. Yeah, I listen yeah. like it's it stays in my favorite records. <laughs> like yeah. in terms of techno. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are there are a lot. We cannot name it all. So. Yeah. 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 What about you, Yoko? I was uh, sort of looking in the comments, but um, uh. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I listen to so much stuff, and there's so much um, I couldn't name any any favorite thing to be honest. It changes mm -hmm. all the time. To, uh, yeah, true, true. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what about you, Lucy? Oh, you already told us about uh, Lee Perry, right? Yeah, I mean, Lee Perry is a particular song. song. Yeah. If that's, it's about like something I would have loved to do myself as Lucy, like this was still this track from a really oldie one from Outtaker mm -hmm. that was nice. like second bad, uh, second bad vibal, you know, the one where yeah, yeah. Chris Cunningham made the video with the kind of semi-robotic or yeah, the Chris, Chris Cunningham a, video oh, a, okay. oh man yeah. and that nice. is something, I don't know when there's this like super weird, uh, creepy part coming in like like going with the tune up and down to me it's still like every time i think i heard it like literally like a ten thousand times in my life it's like <laughs> i'm always keep on being amazed or like you know those tracks that you're like hearing again and again and again and every time you're like oh my god was this in the track like yeah. uh -huh. something like, yeah. elements you're like what like was this like thing in the track like i i still like rediscover it kind of that, that's that's, that's uh, a track with a tempo change, by the way, uh, yeah. Colleen. But, ah, yeah. okay, fantastic. Yeah. It starts yeah. out it starts out fast and then it goes it sort of yeah. slows down and and then I, I think it's yeah. stays at at half speed for some time. Exactly. Oh, I, nice. It's yeah. called the second bad vibe, Colleen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
and it's uh, yeah that that's yeah it starts in a in a way and then goes into it's uh, not even half tempo because it goes no it's from just like slower I, I don't know it's like, it's, like yeah, uh, because it goes from yeah. like almost like the classic like a hundred twenty kind of mellow ambient yeah it starts out electroy and then it becomes dubby yeah yeah and then nice. it becomes super breakbeat I don't know almost like ninety BPM stuff like they have been really a ring between like ninety BPM music and uh, and techno to me like even the you know this remix they did for uh, uh, debug. You know this. Um, um, what is it called? Uh, hang on, let me check. I'll take her debug. I'll be back in a second. I just get my cigarette. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kang with the with the voice. With the okay, answer. yeah, yeah, yeah. Skang. This is like crazy shit. Like an insane remix. Like a really third ring between like. Like techno and hip hop culture, like nice. in the best way ever, yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, yeah, but I'll take Jochen when when you were speaking about something that is like you know really blow your mind. Also, some of the like all, not so early Outtaker stuff is as a bit that effect to me, like that is like. Uh, you know, so intense and so abstract that it's like beyond the normal abstract stuff that you hear everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, what I think they, they are really, really good at is that they they are very, at one, on one hand, they are very systematic and very mathematical almost, mm -hmm, mm. but it all, always retains this groove and, and, and uh, yeah. vibe, you know, um, how, no matter how abstract it gets, it's, it's always very musical. And, yes. you know, it's, um, I think they, they really nailed that balance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just read one comment that said like, I'll take out like that. Never hear the same uh, track twice from them always changes in your head. Yeah. That's, exactly, that's a very good way to expressive, expressive yeah. Pacific voltage club. Thank you. But that's exactly what I mean. Those tracks that are like, I can listen to them like a thousand times. Hello. And uh, hello. Pacific Voltage Club. <laughs> yes. uh, and they keep changing. Like uh, it's uh, it's really like uh, also like their first album, you know, uh, uh, Amber, you know, like same thing. Like I can hear it like a million times. I will always find something different. I mean, even some of your uh, early early albums, uh, Jochem, like has the same effects uh, for me, like. The, the one you did in collaboration with the uh, with the Paradinas, no? Yeah, uh, yeah. Slag Slug Van Loon, yeah. Exactly. That that one was like another big one for my for my teenage years, I gotta say. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a question yeah. for you, Colleen, because I was um before we were chatting uh, uh listening to some of your live sets and we, the last time i saw you play live in uh, barcelona yeah i was actually thinking the same thing your 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 sound is so minimal um and and really ravey do you have a at the same time you know what i mean so it's very yeah. um, stripped down but it has a lot of energy and um it's it's uh, almost like the uh, yeah the perfect techno club music because it's 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 loopy. Uh, no, 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 serious. No, no, no. But I mean, I mean, um, it's not overly complicated, but it works no. like like crazy. You know what no. I mean? Oh, um, wow. that means so much. 
to cover oh, okay. you. <laughs> no, that's why. Yeah, I really like that sound. But um, what I was wondering, um, what what do you do? You have any way to treat samples, or because every time I, I hear you use a sample, it sounds so rough and yeah, uh, almost like degraded or anything. You know, like that's the machine drum. Is it? Yeah, oh, all okay. of my samples come from that, so it's like <laughs> that's the awkward, horrible. Yeah, it's twelve bit and just <laughs> so. Yeah, okay. I actually, um, and then I also have, uh, now I have like, uh, I've changed my, uh, in the past few months, my live set has changed significantly because I got a new, the uh, Erica Synth sample drum sampler. So now I have two oh, yeah. uh, tip top one. And those are for like, so I have two. Um, They're one shot, one shot uh, samplers yeah, basically. And two yeah. like yeah. looping. So I have two looping. Since and then I have two uh, more like uh, lead bass kind of percussive sequencing options. Uh, so they both kind of require all of my samplers are very low quality, <laughs> not yeah, low great. quality, but like so it's just kind of that way. Yeah. I don't. I. I, I yeah, I don't. I think uh, like bad sampling is the key to my sound. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it definitely it, it, it definitely works. I, I uh, <laughs> recently recently picked up one of these, um, um, or not recently, but uh, one of these uh, SP three hundred threes. You know them? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They they are amazing. Just to have you know to record samples into, and then mm. um, even even to make tracks that you know entirely yeah. in the machine is amazing. Yeah. And you can make it sound so crunchy, and there's these really cheapo effects on it, yeah. you know, compression and EQ, and you can resample and and you know pitch the fuck out of it. It's uh, yeah, you, you can get so dirty with these machines. It's amazing. It's a it's a Boss machine, right? Yeah, it's the Boss SP three hundred three, and yeah, there's a four hundred four as well. Yeah, there's, there's I have a bunch the of them. SP four hundred four SX. That's something ah, I, yeah. I frequently use that actually, but it broke, and I don't know oh. how to get it fixed. So. Yeah. If anybody out there can fix my SP four hundred four SX, it would be awesome <laughs> because I really miss it. <laughs> Any, and then uh, yeah, you can do the samples. Oh yeah, like can we make samples? an announcement for fixing? Yeah. <laughs> I need to, to fix the tube tech compressor. Anyone can do it, please. <laughs> Comments, please. <laughs> yeah, what's going on in the in the comments, people? Are there any fixers? <laughs> hey guys, yeah, make if yourself you know, known. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Jay Dilla was using a lot the 303 one, if I'm ah. not wrong. I heard that he was like really into it and that yeah. there was this, uh, I'm not sure if it's even a, a true story or not, but I know at some point he was like in a hospital for a while and he made the pretty much like an amazing whole album in the hospital with headphones and the 303 sampler. So yeah, nice. that's pretty, pretty mm -hmm. impressive if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a whole um, um, YouTube category or scene uh, yeah. with people just making lo-fi hip-hop with, with these uh, small little That's uh, crappy cool. boxes. Yeah. No, but they do sound amazing. There's so much yeah. vibe in it. Yeah. yeah, and it's so hard. It's actually like learning how to... That's also what I've been focusing on in the past year or so is sourcing. Uh, sampling is just such a it takes so much time to learn how to do it good, well, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. where do you go, you know, the creativity that you can have with where to, where to, where you hear, you know, 
-hmm. it's like a totally different part of your brain than synthesis. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. There's so much like options of where to pull sounds from and that's cool. and then how to transform them. And that's, I love uh, modular samplers because then, you know, it just would do something that you would never think to do on your own. And a lot of, depending on what you're using to sequence, I'm using the, uh, the verbose electronics voltage multi-stage Mm -hmm. from these samplers so you know you can't control really much of anything on it you don't know what's going to happen so you're like hope yeah. it sounds good and while it's live i'm like uh, oh no oh well uh, <laughs> well cool <laughs> so i love just the uh, yeah it's really been yeah. fun for me in the past maybe eight yeah. months Dasha, really you were that. were you speaking about the morphogy? No, that's also mm. some kind of uh, news. I want that. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just uh, like simple granular thing, but you can really twist it and resample yeah. on top yeah. and resample on top, so it creates yeah. really crazy yeah. little. But like I slot at the moment is my main toy, and I, toy I discovered. So it's yeah. more about the, this textures and how you can deconstruct sounds, and it's it's yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah. But I also like, um, um, well, if we're not talking about the gear, but, uh, you know, uh, little apps or there's a lot of crazy apps on um, for iPad. And mm -hmm. and uh, there's one uh, called Identity. It's also granular sampler and they have uh, six, uh, six uh, sound sources. So you can load your own sounds and really it does amazing things as well you wow. can you know, oh, there's so cool. many possibilities and it's just little thing for ipad but it sounds amazing really? uh, actually um recently i got the um, should i make a critics i don't know tasty chips you know yeah. The, oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a dutch, a dutch uh, company yeah and i tried maybe i didn't spend enough time on it mm. uh, but i was a little bit disappointed i mean i probably depends on what you want to do if it, you, you really want to have this kind of dirt and this kind of compressed kind of crispy stuff yeah. then mm. it works perfectly but then if you want to change to slightly let's say smooth or kind of really vague tonality things and it just doesn't work for me like and i was comparing the same you know my own samples comparing the same with this little app and actually for some reason it worked better the ipad yeah. than, but i mean that's that's just my experience and yeah so yeah now, what I, is tasty chips what is it I'm it's like familiar. a i'm gonna bring it yeah it's, okay it's a it's a polyphonic um, uh, tabletop uh, granular synth basically. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's made by by a bunch of Dutch guys. Um, I haven't tried it though, but it's uh, it looks really interesting. So, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 basically a granular synthesizer. Well, a sample granular synthesizer that you know. And I I bought it because. <laughs> Know, whatever i put it away <laughs> uh, um because I, I like the the fact that it's a box and the hardware aspect so you can really tweak the knobs and you yeah. know yeah. kind of that that uh tactile instead of doing things and you know plug the controller right. for the ipad yeah. so yeah. but uh in terms of sound like sound processing mm -hmm. it still didn't really convince me yet i mean yeah. it's a great idea great tool but um Maybe I should spend more time in it, I would yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, you, you never know when you get back to certain tools. So yeah, they yeah, might yeah. And like I mean, you. sometimes, you know, sometimes you look like I looked at uh, some uh, videos presenting that and people did such a great things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I need. And I mean, mm -hmm. I particularly search for something, you know, in, in granules and this is kind of a box. And I was like, that's exactly what I need. Yeah. But maybe, maybe, yeah. I need more I time a, with it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, a, a love hate relationship with granular because mm -hmm. it's, it always sounds like granular synthesis, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very, very difficult to make it sound unlike. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. The, you know, the, the technology always shines through in the, in the yeah. sound. I mean, it's amazing, you know, you can do yeah. amazing, you know, sort of patty or, you know, evolving sort of ambient yes. kind of Called textures, S you know, yeah. yeah. Asymmetric stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it, it's yeah. great, but it's, you yeah. always end up with in, in that, in that area, you know, it's always mm. the atmospheric, uh, Mm. Um, side of things, but it's yeah, it's it's lovely though. Yeah, that's what I actually yeah. I was about to say. I really like when granular uh, sampling is used not in a non-drone ambient way, in like, rhythmical way. You can also do some way, crazy. It's like crazy shit, and also like voice processing is mm -hmm. pretty pretty intense. Like yeah, like mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. There's like a, I don't know if you, it's like one of my favorite like. Uh, like producers and live acts at the moment are like this band called Amnesia Scanner, you know? Um, and the way they process vocals, it's uh, pretty impressive. I suspect there's a lot of granular sampling behind it, but it's, uh, yeah. When but in, in which way the process vocal, like they treat uh, full vocal partitions or just, the way they... Yeah, they yeah, yeah. They, yeah. I think they somehow like they multi-layer different mm. things. So there's like one long line because, you know, it's still like kind of putting a big ear towards pop music, what they do, yeah. you know what I mean? So there are always like very recognizable lyrics and, and yeah. entire singing parts and stuff like this. But the same thing is then like multi-layered in ways that makes the sound goals like really three-dimensional, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like kind like of... Like the texture uh, of the actual vocal. Yeah, like a, imagine, you know, a cubist painting, that's how you hear the voice. <laughs> like that's, okay. uh, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. It's a bit tricky to describe it yeah. in words, but yeah. I, uh, I, I, this is oh, an, an interesting question from Black Market Droid yeah. Smith. Hello, Black Market Droids. Hello. Hello. <laughs> what is your favorite? What do you make things to move? What is your favorite modulator? What do you use to make things move? Yes. Um, actually, uh, I got the the favorite one, or the most complex one is the, I've got is the the Rossum Electronics Control Forge, oh, which is yeah. I don't know what it is. It's it's insane. It's really insane. It's um it's like a, a multi-stage um, envelope generator, mm -hmm. but each each stage can be uh, can be programmed basically, and you can time it so the mm -hmm. the time it runs through all the stages or um, not all the stages, but the stages you set to be playing mm -hmm. um, can be set um, and um, it you know there's just absolutely any any. Um, possible waveform you can imagine um, with any length can be uh, made up from that machine from from that thing. Right. So so can you can you write down the name on the in the chat? Uh, can I? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <I'm just> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Citronella is not working anymore. <laughs> More Citronella. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah because I don't Check it out. know. I, I didn't came across that. What is it? Did, it? did it come into the... Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. Yes, Russian control fraud. I'm still into... I, like, yeah, I, I never... Maybe not the most complex in the world, but it's the one I use the most. Uh, still is like the make noise mats. It's like yeah. never ending. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, it's that. so, like, I don't know, so versatile, like nothing else in the world, really. I have even, like... I think two or three in my system. I yeah. <laughs> like it's like endless, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I kind of wanted to mention, but yeah. Yeah, maths. I like. Uh, I like. I use uh, a, a lot of effects pedals. That's like my main source of uh, effects, and I like the Strymon Mobius. That's what I use for yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. modulation. So mm -hmm. I put a lot of stuff. Pack it through there. <laughs> yeah. Anything Strymon is always amazing. Always good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, I have a lot of Strymon pedals, and they always. Strymon pedals, yeah, for sure. Did you, I saw uh, did you one... check out the the Magneto, the Strymon Magneto? No, not yet. Oh. Not yet. Yeah. It's a it's a is universe. It, how is it? It's amazing. It sounds yeah, okay. absolutely amazing. I heard mixed reviews. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, Regarding it's not for this, everyone. Like, yeah for the pedals as opposed to the pedals. Hmm, okay. Yeah. No, I think uh, it sounds amazing. And there's yeah. there's so much um, what you can make it do. You can use it as a very simple delay, but you can also yeah. loop things, yeah. you know, and, and, and of course everything's got CV in, so you can, yeah. you can go completely glitchy as well if you want, you know, like yeah. have yeah. it um, mess with percussive stuff. Yeah, we, we ended up using it quite a bit for the Zeitgeber stuff, actually. Like, because I remember I, ah, I, yeah, met, yeah, uh, yeah. I met uh, I met that, uh, that machine the first time through you, and I was like, what? Like, mm. it just like sounds like uh, on a different uh, dimension, let's say. Yeah. It's uh, super, super cool. Yeah, there's a very pleasant sound, yeah. you know. The, uh, there is there is definitely a sound to it. It does. It sounds very smooth, but you, um, yeah, like every Strymon thing, it has this sort of expensive, <laughs> shimmer sounding, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, ethereal yeah. quality. Yeah. yeah. Somebody in the comments asked if anyone has ever used an MC five hundred five, and that was my very that was the very first machine I ever got, and it's mm. totally responsible for. And when I was first opening up the uh, Lady Gaga tour, it was just me and an MC five hundred five. Best machine ever. Groovebox. Oh yeah. Rave Grooveboxes. I have two of them, but they're all back in the U.S. So, but they're coming soon. It's the hard. It's a very difficult machine. I think. I think um, Grooveboxes could be the next um, um, sort of forgotten category. Uh, that everybody's mm -hmm. going to jump on because they some yep. of them are actually quite amazing you know yeah that uh, one is the the amount of control that you have at the mc505 is unbelievable it's so impossible to sequence but it's a massive machine though no? nothing you can't do super clumsy yeah. super heavy no yeah i had a friend using yeah. that it's not not yeah. that it's a bit heavy but it's not i think it's the same size as the 909 okay i think it's a bit bigger but yeah a little bit. And it fits in a. It fits in a. There's the. It fits in a. In a case. It fits in a flight case for a turntable. Yeah. So that's how big it is. Okay. Yeah. 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 There was the 808, which was massive, and the 909 ones were just 
I don't even crazy with yeah. motorized faders and all this stuff. That yeah. You know, is any new gear that like you discover recently like you some stuff interesting stuff um god uh, where do we start i know <laughs> the, the i mean the folk tech stuff we spoke about it too Jochen. yeah mm. folk tech oh folk did you end up getting one did you yeah yeah I, I got the i got the whole beast like the whole three three panels one yeah the mescaline uh, Mescaline, yeah. Folktech is this like American, American or Canadian company? I don't remember. They're from uh, Portland, yeah. Portland. Yeah, Portland. from Portland. There is like unbelievable stuff. Really, it's like, mm. like I don't know the architecture itself. It's so groundbreaking somehow, you know. Like, uh, and it's like I don't know circuit bending to a degree that it's like wow. You know? <laughs> um, I haven't used the ones because I know you have used. Uh, Quite a bit this one so that like based on uh, really music concrete like this like resonant guard and stuff and blah blah, blah. uh the, those i haven't used but the mescaline it's like unbelievable really like yeah, yeah. The, the resonant garden is more like a performance instrument because um yeah it consists of three effects processors and four guitar pickups with uh, the strings sticking out in different, oh, different wow. uh, that's super cool so you oh. can yeah you can uh, actually, I did um, the, the streaming series that we we're doing at Store the last weekend. I I brought it out and used it in the stream together with mm. uh, um, Joe. And um, uh, it's it is never really predictable what it's going to do um, because it's basically three effects processors in 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 series. And every yeah. you, every no, some some of the delays or some of the uh, things are have such big time intervals that once you turn a knob, it might be audible maybe thirty seconds down the line. You know, so yeah. it's very hard to control. And you can make it. You can make For it better spin or out. worse. Yeah, yeah. You can make it spin out of control really easily. But if you, if you, if you don't just you know be, if you are, yeah, it's making sure you are not overdoing it. It's a, it's a, it's it's a hell of a ride. You know, you 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 do things and, uh, yeah. and they keep on sort of looping and and. Mm -mm. reverbing big tails of reverb or pick shifting and stuff like that mm. and um it's uh yeah it, it's more a performance thing and the mescaline is more like a circuit bend circuit bending type thing that you mm. can integrate in 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 other eurorack stuff a bit more but um, yeah. but it's um yeah they're they have a very they're very they have a very own space with the instruments they are making mm -hmm. um and um they all do unexpected things, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah you have to sit down with it and and, uh, and give it a go. Uh, it's, mm. it's not for everyone, but I I, I really like it. I really yeah. like their stuff. Yeah. I just discovered. I just ordered. Um, it's a, a like um, an effect processor. Uh, uh, it's called Reminder. I don't know if you heard Luca, maybe you, because it's an Italian company that makes that. Um, it's basically Reminder. A, a, yeah, it's called Remind. It's a, a like real double delay, and uh, with the possibility of quadraphonic delay, there are four outputs, and uh, oh. it has L four and a, a assignable separately to each channel, like you know whatever the signal is, uh, how, like all the filters, high pass, low pass filter, and the timing and the mixer of the timing of st several channels, and the possibility of quadraphonic really separate quadraphonic delay. It's it's crazy. Like I have to wow. test it, but I just ordered like I'm. Super excited about that one. Yeah. Is, uh, it, the called? company, 
remind the 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 the, the, the effect device called reminder, reminder. but the comp okay. enjoy um, enjoy lab yeah enjoy ah, okay. electronics yes exactly yeah, enjoy, enjoy electronics, electronics. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I tested in Super Bowls and I was like, yeah, that's what I need. Absolutely. Waited a year now. So it's coming this week. So, yeah, yeah it's a very cool. expensive talk for all of us. We're like, wait, what's that? We were talking about minimizing earlier, right? That was like 60 minutes ago. Okay, Dasha. <laughs> That's the thing with all this boutique, this, all this boutique gear. You know, you yeah. you order, you order it, and then you wait for a year. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but there's nothing like the what was the like the uh, the Bukla, um Jesus music yeah. easel. When that was like being ordered and you waited for like four years, some people yeah. waited for like three years or something crazy like that was like. But consider for what I want, they're still making actually the Steam TAKS. Like it's just that the waiting line is like infinite. Yeah. Oh, there, are, there are people out there who got it. Yeah, there are people out there who've been on on a, on a list for a Cinti for fifteen years and still don't have it. Wow. Yeah. It's com It's yeah, actually it's very expensive. Yeah. That yeah. Is so expensive. <laughs> yeah. I haven't bought new gear in such a long time. I was like. I like was like ban myself from buying anything until I totally exhaust everything. So I've just been like, and then when I stop looking at stuff, see that's why this is not helpful because now I'm like, well, maybe I. Need <laughs> <laughs> I try to not look at anything because then I'm gonna think, oh, I need this for that. But I've mm. tried to just stop myself and bought anything, and I think, well. Anything major haven't bought in a year. One week, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Except for a few modules. But I, mm -hmm. that doesn't count, right? <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah. So I've been trying to not buy anything. And yeah, sometimes yeah. that's not very helpful, actually. Like we were talking about earlier with the limitations. If you force yourself not to buy anything, you're like, well, I guess it's time to figure out that feature I've never used on this piece of equipment that I never wanted mm -hmm. to pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Break out the manual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that has been a bit the issue with the with the Eurorack thing, huh? Because yeah, a lot of people get like completely sick, addicted to it. Yeah. Like in a way that oh, for was some, like, for some people it's just an excuse to shop, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's just like, to shop and and I, I know a lot of People that were like really fluent producers that like got frozen. They can't do anything <laughs> anymore. Yeah. They can't finish an EP or an album yeah. for a yeah. long while because of mm. Eurocrack, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They have too much great equipment to make any music. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I'm uh, scrolling the comments to see if there's any. Yeah, me too. I was looking at the deep mind because, like, I mean, I ne one thing I always had super hard time to find is like proper modern polyphonic stuff that sounds as, in my opinion, should. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. every time I hear like 
uh, there's like, I don't know, the deep mind and stuff, 12 voice here and eight analog voice there and stuff like this. Out of all this new shit, like I never got really convinced ever. Like it's so hard for me to think about like one polyphonic synth that is not like the Oberheim 4 voice or shit like that. They're really, yeah. really satisfy me you know what i mean and yeah. it is not the classic like roland juno slash jupiter stuff you know yeah. what i mean like, uh, which is amazing but it's really a very specific yeah sound let's say yeah. like jupiter a little less let's say but because i had a lot of fun with jupiter 4 for example in my life but uh but for the rest like i don't know i never found something that was like uh Yes, polyphonic, chromatic and everything, but also like a little bit on the edgy side of things that makes yeah. us interested as producers, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have any something that really blew your mind of like new stuff from the last few years? Like, I really? the, the thing is with, with I'm not a big poly guy, you know, but there is some polys yeah, yeah. here, but they're this, this we the know. Classic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There, there are. Uh, I think you know, for for the money that you would spend on a on a modern poly, you can you might as well be better off buying ten old ones. You know, if you yeah. if you have like a Moog One on your shopping list yeah. or something like that. We, I, I see somebody mentioned Moog One. You can you can get like a, a Nordrack and a, a Yamaha AN1X or uh, some yeah. old Alices. Um, you know the stuff from. Um, when uh the, this virtual what is it called again this technique like like when the nord virtual um analog or whatever um how, what's the name it's just escaped my mind help help me out people um, <laughs> yeah so so the the virtual analog kind of uh, since yeah. from when the, when they started when they were still a little bit crappy uh -huh. those those machines are actually you know they're they can be picked up for next to nothing but it's it's yeah. um it's very versatile stuff you know yeah, yeah. virtual modeling that's it that's thank you yeah. pacific voltage club <laughs> um yeah. but yeah, yeah there's 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 stuff from alice's um the ion and um uh, neuron um and you know north old north stuff old yamaha stuff from that era um um you know for for a a bit of cash you can have a, a, a you know a huge sound palette and then yeah um, compared to you know for the same prices what you you pay for a new poly um yeah. what's what's this one uh, i'm so bad at names sorry people there's one um new one um, there's mike talking uh, rather is uh, mike is in the in the chat talking about the quantum i think he refers to the valdorf quantum uh, but uh, do you have any experience with that any of you no. Thoughts uh -uh. of quantum. No. There is there is one. Uh, let me let chat. me look it up because I'm, I'm I suck at names. I remembering names. And uh, someone was also suggesting not, the not lead. Yeah, but no. Xauk, uh, uh, Odessa, uh, which I had a look at already, <laughs> but it's uh, on the on the modular side of things. But it's uh, some kind of additive oscillator, for what I understood. So could be interesting too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mike says yes. It's the Waldorf quantum that he's speaking about. Oh yeah, yeah. I think somebody mentioned the Novation Peak. Have you guys yeah. tried that? No. Yeah. And what do you think? I, I don't have one, but Trying I know to it. Read them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was interested in that. Okay. In the peak. I'm just trying yeah. to find this one that I 
I don't remember the name of. Continue talking, people. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Re I'm trying to read the comments right now. So. Uh, Mike says yes. Uh, yeah, it's the yeah. it's the quantum. Yeah. Quantum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shall you sell your vintage ARP 2600? Yes, before the clone of Beringer come out. Man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, modal, the modal stuff is also quite interesting. Yeah. I think. Um, but I, but I, I, mean, I, can't, I can't find the one I mean. I gotta say, coming back at the folk deck, you know, the mescaline, I consider it like a crazy polyphonic uh, machine, but... It is polyphonic, yes. It yeah. is a bit of a special beast, let's say. I wouldn't call it a classic synthesizer. Like <laughs> yeah. But also, also for your stuff, Dasha, you should really have a look at this one, mescaline. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll just show, deck. yeah. 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 Uh, um, well, we yeah. talk about all the hardware, but I also use a lot of software. Reactor is one of my main tools still. I, I love, love Reactor. Reactor. Also. Thank oh. you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's not only about hardware. And yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there are so many possibilities and just yeah, yeah infinite yeah. stuff. Yeah. Really like that. I like yeah. to use combination that. combination with external equipment. And yeah. So it's like yeah. I Some use a uh, reactor for a lot of my synth pads and everything and sound uh, design, like sound sources for my samplers. Oh, so really? It's a nice way to integrate. Yeah. Mm. It's really Do you have any particular, like, particular, you use like a user library or you use the, the, the official library or like what, do you have the, any particular um, that you really like? The, uh, in, uh, what is the one? Not uh, form. Form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. that I get form. Form. So form. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Something. I and yeah. I'm like sometimes there's one that I constantly think is a sampler or is a synth that's like some yeah. weird sampler that yeah. sounds like it would be a synth, but I'm like oh, I don't know how yeah. to use it. Forms. Yeah, forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, <sighs> it's also sample based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. so many, and I can't think of. Right now, or that, like my favorite tool is still still fit with this physical function. <laughs> I oh, just love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I love, love it. And yeah. Dino made some little adjustments to it because I couldn't use the with the MIDI, so he made, tried to make, but it doesn't really work that well. But still, <laughs> but still, <laughs> you know, you can try. and yeah, yeah nice. some like some random. I also go through like user library, which is unofficial, but you can still access. People do like crazy samplers, and there is a um, great rotating sequencer. It's called um, I forgot the name. It's made by Lazy Fish. Uh, it's just yeah. great. I can't even explain what it is, but you yeah. should all check it out. I'll, I'll write yeah. it in a private Fish. chat yeah, afterwards. But like yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, like I can't remember right now. It's like the same yeah. names went out of yeah head, i'm like yeah 
And funny you mentioned metaphysical functioning. I completely forgot about it. I I I, I did some. You presets. you work for sound. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did presets for it, and uh, <laughs> I I haven't touched it since. Right. To be honest. Yeah, oh, so nice. Oh, oh, really? But uh, I think they, they there are two versions now. So the okay. older ones and the newer version, and then so people some people made some you know uh, adds to it and change a little bit. The, the okay, I'll check it out again. Yeah, yeah. I, it was really um, um, interesting machine. Piece of uh, code, you know, or yeah. a, a software instrument to uh, yeah. just get completely lost in, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's an instant gratification because I remember now you you can punch in some field or something, click in, in, a, in a window, or is that. What do you mean? <laughs> Click well, in the window. There, there is there is a visualizer yeah. inside. Yeah, inside yeah, there it, is right? a the, yeah, there is a, yeah. some sort of oscilloscope, but it's abstract. Yeah. It's not really oscilloscope. No, uh, yeah. but yeah. weren't you able to click in there to make changes, or was it just? No, no, you just, have all sets okay, of parameters, okay. but okay. the window is just the visual part of it. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, and uh, just visual visualize, you know, your your modifications, but it has no real direct interaction or anything yeah yeah but the range of yeah. sounds you could you could get from it were insane. crazy and it goes yeah everywhere. like <laughs> what? Yeah. every, every <laughs> corner every corner every yeah. possible yeah yeah yeah, yeah new stuff that i was looking at the chat is also like super interesting this new uh, pulsar thing you know oh um, yeah yeah of course that is fucking mental yeah. jesus you tried it you you have yeah, it? I, no, I don't. I ordered it, but it's still. Okay. Uh, I think the waiting list is quite long for that one. Have you oh, got yours? Okay. No, not yet. No. Yeah, you see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm late on the comments. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, um, the old. Uh, I think we discussed it before on the on the on this hangout. But all the Soma Lab stuff is really Interesting. creative. Yeah, yeah. Re yeah. It, it has. It all sits in its own domain and it, it's also a, a different way of interacting with instruments which i think is the interesting uh, aspect yeah, to it totally yeah super creative oh wait the pulsar is like the drum machine right yeah. oh yeah. yeah the drum machine the drum machine yeah. <laughs> call the drum machine yeah. surgeon has one so i haven't played with it yet uh, yeah really okay. yeah yeah tony hello tony yeah um all right, so I will. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing inviting the so much. Actually, now, yeah. you mentioned, now you mentioned Tony. Um, let's talk about collaborations because I think we have all done that to. Um, Oh, Vril is coming next week with a pulsar. Yeah. <laughs> like saying, okay, I'll come by the studio. I'll look the door. I know, you get to, you just head next door. <laughs> but we never really, we don't see each other often. I think the, the times are, work different yeah. times. Well, I think the day person and one night person. So, yeah. <laughs> Who's the night person? <laughs> well, I mean, it's shifting all the time, but mostly, yeah, yeah. I'd say I'm the night person. Yeah. <laughs> so, you all day person? Uh, what about nowadays, you? I'm, old, yeah. I'm a day person, yes, yes, yes. Hmm? Yeah. Nowadays, I was a night person. I don't know, something happened in the last few years. But yeah. <laughs> How about you? Two, things, two things happened in the past few years. Yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things. So let's not mention it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a 24, I'm a 24 hour person oh, yeah. <laughs> you are it's like so a 24 7 person <laughs> <laughs> I'm a daytime but it depends on 
Mm. I'm most effective at day, daytime, but it doesn't mean I don't also spend ineffective time at night mm. making music. <laughs> but I really end up productive at daytime. Yeah. There yeah. was an, uh, there was a, a comment earlier. Are you going to do more stuff with um, Tony, Colleen? Oh yeah, definitely. Nice, nice. Yeah. We kind of made a. We're not going to. We want to make it a fully just live experience because you know there's something. Again, like live performance is everything to me. Uh, mm. So we never wanted to record anything and like make an EP or something because it's. Mm what we're doing is about two people doing something together at that moment in this mindset. And it's more like a, it's like a, an experience, the lady starlight surgeon experience. How do you go about it when you play together? Are you bring, you each bring your own setup and then kind of connect it or, or is it yeah. an entire, an entire other, um, thing that you do you basically, that, just that show well for me my setup pretty much stays the same i mm -hmm. reorganize it for obviously for doing with another person but uh we basically plan nothing nothing mm -hmm. at all nobody has we don't say usually tony has the kick drum mm -hmm. uh and that's about <laughs> it okay. like, yeah. we can have the kick drum uh and then everything else we just listen to each other and do it so it's nice can yeah so it's zero directions i'd say then yeah, yeah. And it could go very badly or very well and <laughs> the fun part that's the fun part see what happens <laughs> so do you do you have um do you have roles or is like like one provide you said tony has the the kick drum but he's is he like the the bass guy and sort of the groove and you are doing synthy stuff on top or is it is it coming from both persons at the same? Okay, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> never needed at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds about, dangerous. It sounds dangerous, but that's that's the good. That's yeah. a good thing. Exactly. I, I I think playing live should in some way be dangerous. You know, it should oh, be. Hundred percent uh, agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Space to improvise. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Joachim and Luca? When you do or like when you record together, how does it come? Like your uh, when we record together or play play record but you record also something together so yeah but i would say yeah. that the, the, okay well let's start with record <laughs> okay well in the studio it, it there's not really a fixed approach i think but mm -hmm. um on stage we are basically back-to-back -back dj kind of thing uh, i mean you know, so. one thing that somehow it's not an approach that we decided but it just came it's uh, what i said at the beginning like it was like it's really a little bit of like machine purism, you know, meaning like we <laughs> avoid uh, post-production on the tracks, you know. Mm. Like it's just like the only post thing that happens, like maybe mix down, EQing, stuff like mm. that, you know. Mm. But like the actual sounds are just like we record, like we, we cut. The, it's like what we do is pretty much sit down and record like everything. 10 like hours long sessions, you know yeah. what I okay. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, we, we cut to the best parts, let's say. So it's like... Do you uh, do a lot of post-prod on it or...? No, that's what no, I mean. Like just almost straight zero. recording. Yeah, okay. Straight recording. Um, and that's uh, that's really interesting, to be honest. Like, we still record in multi-track, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm. But uh, So that you can tweak the, the mix down better. 
but uh, yeah, overall, that, that's, that's what you're going to hear in the end. It's just like... Yeah. So the arrangement is the arrangement. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a lot of... That's why, like, it's a... It's like it's pretty much a non-arrangement. Like yeah. A, yeah. A boy band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the funny, the funny thing, uh, the funny thing with uh, working with uh, Luca is that... Um, we chat a lot before and a lot after, but during the, the process of make, making music, we're oh, not no. saying anything. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like we should do this and that, and we have this idea, and then we should like uh, put it out. Blah, 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 blah. We sit yeah, down. So, when, so whenever I think he should be shutting up, we just start a track and then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. yeah, it's funny because we actually recorded the the first Sidecaber album when uh, when we only met once. Yeah. Um, so we we sat together in the studio and we didn't really know each other very well. Um, no, and, I remember. And, and we didn't talk, but we still made that made that album. That's funny. Yeah, it, yeah. I think it was like uh, was like a, your event, Electric Deluxe event in Amsterdam, something like this. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, yeah, and then you were like. Stay a few days. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the album was pretty much done. I think we did another session in your place afterwards, yeah. and, and another two or we three days maybe. Rotterdam and one in Berlin for yeah. the album. Yeah, for it, it was very dense though. Like it was very little sleep then. I still. Remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many hours to be honest. The record, the actual recordings were, but it was like a huge deal. Like. And then we cut out, uh, yeah, what, a 55 minutes album, I think, the first one. Out of mm. yeah. Will you guys do live uh, performances together? We do, until now, we've we done uh, live. Like back-to-back no. uh, -back DJ sets. Like. But not a hardware together? Not a hardware thing, which is something I, we discussed it, but I, yeah. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen for sure. Like it's I, on, I put in a request. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. A booking request. In request. The room. I yeah. like it. Yeah, that's <laughs> you can be our roadie. Yes, yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, no, but it's gonna happen for sure. Like I, I know it's one of the things that you know it didn't happen in the, the last uh, six years or since uh, how long is that we collaborate. But I know it's gonna happen eventually. Yeah, that'd be great. How about you, Dasha? How, um, like, collaborations quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, um, not not really. I mean, I have this ongoing collaboration with Lars Hemmeling, where yeah. we do mostly the Lada, kind of Lada, thing, Lada yeah, yeah, yeah. Lada thing. Where, I mean, it comes to both processes. Sometimes we just improvise, uh, but I, uh, sometimes we were like more prepared. Let's say, kind of having a structure and then improvise within sort of thing. Uh, but then the other collaboration was uh, A&D uh, yeah. with Andrew and Dimitri. It's total improvisation. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. we, we, we don't rehearse anything. We don't do. We just come plug in and just do it. And yeah. it's there are funny fights with Dimi. We have like internal joke about who's yeah. bass drum, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who's yeah. Dimi Dimi is very on to bass drum. And sometimes yeah. like, Dimi, can we just have like this subtle no. bass drum? He's like, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, funny thing. And sometimes it's, 
really works and sometimes less so i mean that's yeah. like total improvisation we don't know what's going to happen so with so large like of, what kind of setup do you use for uh, for that project i mean very classic you know a few drum machines like i play mostly with 909 and i have my octatracks which i process audio with samples and then i have like mm -hmm. acid lab uh, you know kind of ravey because i mean the, the project in itself is kind of more ravey and some effects then andrew has his modeler to have like more textures mm -hmm. and stuff and i mean dimi is also very on drum machines and he requests sometimes a, a profit, but sometimes, you know, it's not possible to get it. So, wow. like, yeah, quite classic setup. Uh, nothing super extraordinary. It's more like about, you know, energy and totally. Yeah, I, and I mean, I just, like, very quite reduced gear. So, because, you know, otherwise we're going to get lost into programmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. already yeah. a lot. Sometimes <laughs> it's really like everybody playing everything, the instruments, we're like, uh, someone has to go down, someone has to go down. <laughs> it's quite yeah, an amp, yeah. Um, yeah. so do you do you take turns or is it all like like with um, it's uh, it's really there is no there is no like a blueprint to it at all no, like sometimes no we take turns yeah. sometimes yeah. we really onto it if it grooves then we feel it if it doesn't then something else goes on like someone goes away and then you know like there is no blueprint to it how mm. it's to totally improvised yeah 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 it's the most exciting way i guess also to yeah. keep it interesting for yourself but and, i find yeah. like for kind of uh let's say uh I would say, I don't know, classic techno or something. Uh, 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 I, I wouldn't say regular techno because there's not regular techno or something, but it's more, uh, I feel more comfortable. But for example, with um, improvisations, like, well, not improvisation, with uh, collaborations with uh, cello player, we have to prepare. That's not mm -hmm. possible to totally improvise. I mean, there is a few little moments where we improvise, but there is a really a structure. We know to which, you know, let's say which track we're going to go approximately but within a track but it's still very prepared so mm. it's it's very different but with techno i guess i feel more comfortable just really into you know so yeah, yeah. how about mm. you did some stuff with donato in the studio as well no in the past <laughs> Not really. We always saying that we're gonna sit in the studio at some point and do music together, but we actually haven't really done music really? together. I'm the same. I'm the same with Donato. Yeah, yeah we should hit the studio. And I invited him a couple of times. He invited me a couple of, yeah. of times to Rome, and uh, so far it hasn't happened. But yeah. uh, I, yeah. I would, I would love to to work. Yeah. With him. Uh, well, I think at at one point, I guess it might might happen. But we did just as like you say, DJ back to back. We just do like, you know hours of back-to-back that's all yeah, that's <laughs> cool. but it's djing so yeah, yeah. but yeah it was I, like when i visit the studio I, it was more like a tour of things for i find it pretty interesting the back-to-back -back thing as a let's say stage output of a project album you know because it's like mm -hmm. a bit like showcasing a lot of each other like influences and background that allowed that mm -hmm. album to exist you know what i mean so in that sense it's super it's super cool like i mean i remember when, when we play with Joachim, like most of the time is like we spend half of the time like whoa what is that and like yeah really what we are doing is play each other um records you know yeah. And it's like uh, um, it also gives the the side cable thing gives i think both of us um an outlet for the stuff that we don't get get to play in our yeah. Um, yeah, personal yeah. Or, or solo sets. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, sure. there's all this yeah. music that you really like, and and not not really uh, all. There's not, not always the the 
possibility to fit it in, you know, to, mm -hmm. to have it uh, yeah. be part of your sets. And then Sidecaper for us is the excuse to still be able to, to play, play those tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True, true. I mean, yeah, you also have like, you know, in, in general, when you combine forces with someone, it's something else. It's supposed to be something else. It's a so third, it's like, a third yeah, identity. Yeah, it's a, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And Joachim, when you and Surgeon uh, do your multiples together, you separate more by frequencies. I think Tony was telling me that's kind yeah, of how yeah, low actually, frequency, high frequency. Yeah, the, the way um, that collaboration uh, came together um, is we, we spend a few days here in, um, mm -hmm. in my studio um, with uh, using our own setups like, mm -hmm. like you and, and him do. Uh, and then see where the common ground is and see what, what roles would sort of emerge out of, um, you know, using that setup. And um, since he is using his modular and doing everything, you know, programmed on the fly and, and tweaking everything on the fly, he's more like the, the I always say, I'm, he's the, the lead singer and guitarist and I'm the bass player and the <laughs> Okay, so yeah. you're more in the low end frequencies yeah, yeah, and he's in the upper yeah, range. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah, and I, I think um, yeah, the, 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 the cool thing is that um, um, it's also a very uh, unplanned thing, you know, so um, even though um, um, we yeah, I have loops and stuff prepared, but I never know what I'm what I'm gonna use right. um, at what moment. So it's more like more like DJing for me in a way, but using samples, you know, like finding mm. the right, finding the right thing at the, for the right moment mm. kind of thing, which makes it more like DJing. And he, he is more like improvising over top and uh, changing the direction of the, of the tracks um, or, yeah, sort of, uh, yeah, make, make the, the longer arcs, you know? Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny because when you start working together and, and have never, uh, play together. You have to find each other's, um, you know, flow and intonation or uh, timing and stuff like that. Phrasing, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. And um, and by by spending a few days just um, messing around, we we kind of found it out pretty quickly. So yeah. the first time we went on stage, we were already playing like we were um, experienced, you know, yeah. as a yeah. as an act. But uh, yeah. And that was was that on New Year's Eve? Right? I know, I think I was there. New Year's to be Eve, honest, I, I don't remember what's the yeah. first. What was the it was first great. Time? It was really great. It was a big, big where, show. Where, where was that? I'm, I'm, um, I think it was... Uh, maybe it is not... It was, a, it was a big gig, though. And I think mm -hmm. it was the first one that you guys did. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Or ADE? No. Yeah, you think, I think it was ADE, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, a big one. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Was the first ADE at Reactor? There we go. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It did. It sounded like you guys had. It for sure did not sound like the first time you guys had done it. But um, yeah, in a way we did, but never in public. <laughs> <laughs> and do you guys have any new collaborations coming up? Uh, at the moment, I mean, uh, now it's probably no, obviously. Never mind. <laughs> no, we but can't we, see each other, so <laughs> we, we, we are in touch. So we will see what happens. Yeah. yeah. So we're nearly uh, hitting the two-hour mark, people. Um, okay. I don't want to cut this short, but um, 
<laughs> if you have something know, important yeah. to say, say it now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go to the toilet, so, you know. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's the important thing I have to say. So <laughs> may, may, maybe there are any, is there anything from uh, the people in the comments, the, from the stream punks or whatever, who have an urgent thing they still want to ask us? You can do it now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody had asked me in the very beginning about what filter I was using okay. on this uh, set that I did, and it's um, the Intelligel uh, UVCF, if hopefully the person is still watching, because that was uh, two hours ago, but that's what it is. Intelligel, mod it's a small module, Intelligel UVCF. That, yeah, that question answered. <laughs> uh, anyway, maybe maybe this one is a last question then. For the improv sets, do you ever find those times where you thought it wasn't working, but in fact for others it may be uh, later you actually really like those moments? Yeah, of course. I mean, oh, yeah. it happens my, quite my, often. <laughs> the my, whole set. <laughs> my, my, my only benchmark is did I like it or not? You know, it's my only criterion. If if I think I suck, people can come up to me and say, this was amazing. I mean, I'm like, yeah, thank you. But uh, no, I sucked. But you're wrong. <laughs> and, you're yeah, wrong. And then the other way around as well. When I feel that I, I was really having a good one um, and somebody said I didn't like it, you know, fine. But I had a good time. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's you know, it's um, um, the, nothing ever always goes right. There's always a moment where you mm. think, "Oh, I'm getting stuck here. How I do fight my way yeah. out of this?" And and actually, mm -hmm. I like those moments because a lot of times from those moments, um, you know, they they put you back into on your on your feet on your toes. You know, you're sort of hanging on to a to a desperate situation, and you have to yeah. kind of work your way out of it. And that's usually, mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, nice things or beautiful things come out of those moments, you know. So it, I think it's part of performing. You know, you basically put yourself out there uh, in a in a pretty vulnerable situation. You know, yeah. Uh, without a plan, uh, you throw you throw yourself into it, and and you see where it ends. And I think that's the beautiful thing about performing in, in general. You know, yes. Yeah, uh, always in account that like uh, your perception of yourself is very different than the world perception of yourself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm referring to the times where like for some reason like uh, my sets were recorded even by myself to re-listening and stuff. And I was like, I don't know. And uh, I remember one very extended set where it was like, I don't think I had the spot and stuff. And re-listening to it like a month after I was super happy about it. So I was like, I couldn't even relate to that. I was like, it's actually so much true. Why didn't I like it in that moment? So like the yeah. var emotional variables of the mm -hmm. perception of yourself uh, go so like, it's so complicated. You know what I mean? That you can't really, um, I, I'm referring to what Johan was saying. Like to me, it's not so easy to say like, did I like it? Like, of course, for me, it's about, like, uh, of course, I can enjoy myself, you know, and really be into the event and the party and stuff like this. But the did I like it part is very complicated for me to understand. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, uh, it's not really about liking it for me. It's like, really, sometimes it feels like it's about liking it. Other times it's about, like, almost like it's a must that you have to do things in a certain way that are almost, like, unpleasant to the ears. And then, like, 
people lose their shit maybe yeah. <laughs> more mm-hmm. than ever. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, so it's, uh, yeah, the, the, but that's the magic of it, no? Like, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. Think, having uh, Performing yeah. to people always should um, leave something, um, um, should leave should leave an impression whether that's that is um uh, whether they had a good time or whether there were amazing moments or or whatever but it's um even if they're even if you piss people off you know that's a that's a good result i think better than boring better than boring, <laughs> exactly, yeah. boring. yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah i always have a yeah i mean it's like literally our jobs as performers if things are going wrong to pretend that they're not Mm, that's what yeah. we do for a living yeah actually absolutely, absolutely <laughs> well it's yeah. just because yeah, i guess yeah when people see your face and you're stressed out nobody's gonna have fun no matter how good it sounds so yeah. if you have that energy that something's wrong people are gonna think oh well this yeah must be exactly bad. you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like so you just have pretend to... it's part of, yeah whenever something goes wrong just pretend it's part of the show and uh, <laughs> yeah or keep just your look poker really face. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's hard to do so <laughs> Just into the process, and then you yeah, can't exactly. really hide it. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, I mean, you have to try to try. Yeah, yeah, trying yeah. is the key. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay, yeah, guys. I think uh, we should uh, we should call it a day. But I have to add one more shout out um, um, to the people here in the in, in the in the comments. Um, if there is anything you still like to ask us, um, we actually have a Discord server. Um, where we are growing this community of uh, music makers, and um, uh, I'll be there after the after the show, hanging out and uh, chatting to anybody who wants to join in. And you are invited as well, of course. Um, and um, so, yeah, maybe see you there. And um, thanks to all of you. Uh, Thank Luca, you Dasha, for inviting. And, uh, Thank you for inviting. It was a pleasant yeah. talk. Thank you. So much. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Absolutely great to catch up. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, really nice. And let's let's hope the situation will improve at some yeah. point. You then know, we can do this in real life a... again. Yeah, absolutely. I know. <laughs> I hope so. It will. It will. It's yeah. a matter of time. It will. We will. We will. Sure. What about uh, last quick question? Do you have any projects uh, you want to share or something? Maybe on the chat, oh, yeah. like like that or something or. Do you? Do you, Dasha? Yeah. Uh, not yet. Damn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I am working on something, but it's not ready to share. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, yeah, if, if there are some music, find out what, Yeah, if, we, if yeah. people want to find out what we're up to, just uh, visit our um, pages and, you know, find out, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> okay. I, I like the old school style of things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yes. Check the message board. Yeah. <laughs> the chat room. Everyone. <laughs> okay, guys. Yeah. Thanks okay, again. guys. Thank and, you very uh, much, everybody. It was lovely to you talking all. to you. See Thank you later. You. Bye. 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 Thank you.